Super Talk Mississippi media production. Or pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Howdy to you on this Tuesday, Golden Eagle fans listening across the state of Mississippi on the Super Talk Mississippi Network. It's the Eagle Hour live from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and beautiful downtown Laurel. Happy to have you on today. Luke Johnson in Laurel. Will Tony producing for us in Hattiesburg today got a guest-filled show today. Kelly was on the way back from his his weekend up in Ames, Iowa. Had a little plane delay, so I'm flying solo again today. That's cool, though. we got a great show for you today. Lee Roberts will be joining us a little later, getting ready for the Middle Tennessee State game. We'll have Jason Bailey from To The Top Talk and talking about uh, the ramifications of the big announcement uh, today. And, of course, that big announcement is going to be at 3.30 today, a press conference, and then a 4.30 fan reception to celebrate and announce Southern Miss's uh, transition as they begin the journey out of Conference USA into the Sunbelt Conference. Happy to have you along with us today. Our first segment is always brought to you by Dickie's Barbecue. Great smoked meat in a community near you. Dickie's uh, has been there for quite some time. Our hometown team located outside Turtle Creek Mall in Hattiesburg. Great for your next uh, event, or you can just go pop in there in the store and get some great brisket ribs, sausage, and all of that. And of course, fresh soft-served ice cream. Dickie's Barbecue cooked here, loved everywhere. We're going to talk about this, and our first guest today, happy to have our good friend Andrew Abadie from Pine Belt News, Pine Belt Sports. He's the sports editor, and Andrew uh, will be at the press conference a little Later today, Andrew, we appreciate you coming on today. Hey, it's always a pleasure to come on, and I'm always happy to come on. So I, I, wanted, to, I wanted to mention your, uh, your publication because uh, there is another publication um, in uh, the Laurel-Hattiesburg area uh, that, goes, that has Hattiesburg in the first part of its name and over this past weekend referred to uh, Southern Miss in a headline as SMU. So just want to put it out there that there is another publication uh, in Hattiesburg, printed publication, online publication, that covers Southern Miss the right way. And, Andrew, you are the sports editor in that. So you don't have to comment on that. Just wanted to let our listeners know. All right, bro, let's get to the uh, the press conference today at 3.30. Um, first of all, just kind of get your comments as someone that covers Southern Miss. You know, over the last, I guess, month and a half, we've been hearing rumors of this, and it got really loud last week, and then Friday, you know, really becomes official. Kind of your your thoughts generally uh, about Southern Miss making the transition? I mean, is it really a surprise? I mean, you, you have to feel like the second Texas a and or Texas and Oklahoma announced that they were going to the SEC, that everybody else's ears perked up. I would think, including Southern Miss, um, in the hopes of of getting out of, I guess we could call it a lazy conference. USA is what it's kind of been the last seven eight years, and. Uh, you know, it's really no surprise given that, you know, I think Jeremy's a former Sunbelt athletic director. So it, it seems like it was, he's like the perfect person to be here at the right time. And, uh, it, you know, it seems like it's going to pay off, you would hope. Um, 
I don't see any downfall with it. I mean, you can't. You're kind of at the bottom of where you're at with with how things are going with Conference USA. So all you can really do is go from go with up, and you know they're going to save tons of money with just travel in itself. So I think that's a win. Period. <laughs> Went went on that, and we'll be talking a little later uh, with Jason Bailey about you know from the fan perspective how exciting it is to have so many, you know now we can actually have regional rivalries that that fans uh, the everyday fan can get to. All right, three thirty today, Trent Lott Center uh, will be the press conference, press only, and then of course the fan reception uh, celebrating it. Uh, we're, we're told Dr. Rodney Bennett will be there, Jeremy McLean obviously, but told that Keith Gill, the commissioner from the Sun Belt, will be there also. What are you kind of expecting uh, to hear from from those three guys? Yeah, I think it'll be kind of the similar, you know, why they wanted Southern Miss. I, I want to hear, or I plan to ask about the hows of how it all began, and also I, I think if if possible, try and get a little bit more, a few more hints out of the the other three potential new Sun Belt members. Which I'm sure everybody has seen the reports of uh, Marshall, Old Dominion, and and James Madison, maybe we can get a little, you know, a little something out of the commissioner on that. But that's those are the two big things I, I'm looking to ask. But in terms of what we'll hear, I think you're going to talk about the relationships and then, you know, everything that is the reason why it's going to work so well, maybe get a little bit more into the details as to why things are going to work better than they have before. Yeah, I think you actually uh, you had a few retweets out. There was something from James Madison saying they're going to call an emergency board of visitors meeting this Friday at 10 a.m., and then uh, I, th- I think Chris uh, Vanninini from The Athletic is, is kind of set forward a, a specific timeline. We're talking about we're talking yesterday to Doug Smock, uh, who covered Marshall for 17 seasons um, up in West Virginia, and he just says, you know, he's not sure if Thursday when they announce uh, the new president if they're going to bowl, you know, wrap all that announcement in together. But it will be interesting to see, you know, how these others unfold. I guess, Andrew, how important is it that Southern Miss really is the first school to be a part of this transition? I mean, does that mean anything at all? It should should we be, you know, honored in the fact that, that we're just not wrapped up in kind of three at the, the end, we're the first one? Well, I think it kind of tells you it was going to happen regardless of whether these three guys jumped on board or not. I think that's kind of the, the telltale that it, it, just from the, you know, uh, from what I was told, you know, when when Southern Miss, you know, was, it was a done deal Friday, everybody else was still kind of in the early stages of it, which kind of tells me Southern Miss has been working on this a little bit longer than everybody else has uh, probably before. I, I would venture to say, and, and this is me speculating, uh, before the other six uh, CUSA schools jump ship to the AAC. So I, I just feel like it kind of just tells you that this has been probably in the works a little bit longer than we probably all were initially thinking. So, so with that, if if those assumptions are true, Southern Miss views the Sun Belt Conference a better fit and probably a better conference overall than the American. I mean, I think from some of the stuff I've been reading about with just the media rights and getting more media money, it seems like ESPN is going to push the Sun Belt to be doing just as well as the AAC, if not better. I mean. You look at the Sun Belt last Wednesday, Coastal Carolina and App State on a Wednesday night, 30,000 people sold out game. I mean, if I'm ESPN, of course I want to invest in that compared to, you know, and even though the AAC has been doing doing all right, you're not you're not seeing 30,000 butts at, at an AAC game unless it's UCF and uh, they're going to the Big 12. So I, I just think it, it makes complete sense that you can kind of spin the Sun Belt as the best group of five moving forward, which 
of course, is a great opportunity for Southern Miss and all the things that, uh, you know, Southern Miss brings as, as a, you know, athletics program. Our good friend, uh, Southern Miss analytic guru, Patrick McGee, he, he wanted this question to ask as a non-media person. I think this is an interesting question today. And if, you know, uh, Kelly's going to be there, I'm going to be on the Zoom. Uh, but this is something maybe you asked too. How does, uh, you know, Southern Miss as an entity plan to bridge the gap without Sunbelt teams in, in non-conference? So, you know, I think that's an interesting concept. What do we do? Do we, do we schedule Louisiana Tech? Would we schedule UAB as non-conference games down the road? Because that would be very intriguing too. I would think you have to. It, I mean, it saves money. And, you know, I, I think, you know, maybe not so much with some of the current CUSA schools that, that I guess it, you know, from the fans looking outward, you know, it seems like there's bad blood. But I mean, for the schools that left for the AAC, I mean, you can't blame them, and I think everybody's on the same page when they're all trying to leave USA. So I think you do, you know, you schedule the UAB. I mean, it's very close by, you know, same reason you're playing the Sunbelt schools. Um, it's just, you know, at the end of the day, you're trying to save money and, and keep some of those uh, geographically rival, you know, rivalry games and geographically uh, financial less costier games in your back pocket as well. So I think you'll see them play the UABs. Of course, they're going to still – you know, they got the series set up with Tulane. Right? I don't see that going anywhere anytime soon. And uh, so I, I just think, uh, you know, it makes sense to do that. A couple questions before we wrap up, about a minute left. You've been going out, uh, or you, you've been to uh, fall baseball, and, and uh, what, what can you tell us? What's really stood out to you so far in fall ball? Well, real quick, I just want to say that there will be a uh, special front page devoted on Southern Miss heading to the Sun Belt. So I just want to tell people be on the lookout for that. It's going to what will you call entire... them, Andrew? That's the most important question. Do what? <laughs> what will you call the the university? Will you will you put the the letters <laughs> in the right order? Oh, I don't. Th- I think that's a given. You know, is that even a question? <laughs> I'm here, aren't I? <laughs> um, but yeah, I just wanted to tell people be on the lookout for that. That'll officially come out Thursday, but I'll, I'm sure I'll tweet it out tomorrow. But uh, anyways, baseball. Uh, you know, I got to see, I didn't get to see everybody, you know, but I saw a good bit. Um, there's a lot of questions, and of course that's a given in the fall. Um, I think the most most interesting name people are going to have to learn is, is Will Tynes. He was a reliever who came in. He's a redshirt freshman and uh, came in for two innings, struck out five batters, multi, throws it from multiple uh, slots in his arm. Very intriguing pitcher to watch. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, we know you'll ask the right questions today. Uh, make sure Sander behaves at that press conference. Don't make them revoke the Eagle Hours media credentials. But, Andrew, appreciate your time as always, man. Thanks for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me. It's Andrew Abadie, the sports editor for Pine Belt Sports of the Pine Belt News. They are a local publication that knows that it is USM. It is the University of Southern Mississippi. It is Southern Miss. We appreciate our friendship with Andrew. Hey, uh, Bump Bailey, Jason Bailey from To The Top Talk. Up after this, stick with us on the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour, Southern Miss To The Top. Appreciate Andrew Abadie's time, sports editor of Pine Belt Sports, Pine Belt News. The website is hubcityspokes.com and front slash 
Pine Belt Sports. Luke Johnson, Will Tony from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg, and Laurel as we get ready for a big announcement today at 3.30 uh, in the press conference and then 4.30 fan reception as Southern Miss heads to the Sun Belt. Great day in Southern Miss uh, athletic history today as Eagles, after uh, 26 years in Conference USA, begin to make the transition to a new conference. Second segment of the Eagle Hour Brought to you by Campus Bookmark. They're located on Hardy Street, right across from the administration building, big yellow building. You know where it is. I don't think they sell that many books anymore, but one thing they do sell is Southern Miss swag. It's everywhere. Just got me a brand-new Southern Miss hat, and you can always shop 24-7. They'll ship it straight to your house from campusbookmark.net. Hey, got another good friend on today. Got friends everywhere. Jason Bump Bailey, from a co-host from To The Top Talk. And, and Jason, we should just say, it was to the top talk that that broke this uh, light years before anybody else last Tuesday, and uh, you guys pretty bold and uh, yeah, fun fun week last week on social media, wasn't it? Yeah, it really was, man. And first of all, thank you for having me on the world famous Eagle Hour. Uh, always good to be here, and always good to be on the radio. You know, with the podcast, it's it's one thing. It's really just me, Shane, and Jamie just talking on the phone like we normally would, but we just happened to record it, and uh, I guess this is year five or year six of this thing we started it right when munkin retired or not retired but left for the buccaneers um so it's been a little while now but but yeah man it's uh it it was it was crazy last week i think we all uh, fans media members alike kind of heard the rumblings that this was going to happen and you know when we ran with it we've just heck we've just like you guys we've been around a while and once we got like the seventh or eighth different confirmation of the same exact story from a credible source. You know, not that we're break news guys, uh, but we decided to run with it and um, and just and just put it out there. So so it was fun. It was nice to be on that side of it. Uh, that's not really our game, <laughs> but but uh, but it was it was nice to uh, to have to have that tagline being to the top talk and and um, and I could not be more excited about about going to the Sun Belt. I'm excited too, and and just to to comment on what you said. Sometimes I forget that uh, because I'm um you know I'm a pastor, I'm a minister, I travel and speak. Uh, I'm a student now and PhD. I sometimes I forget that I have to come in here at one o'clock every day, and I have the privilege to talk about Southern Miss sports. So sometimes I'm viewing stuff as like a former player, as a fan, and kind of like the third lens I look through stuff is is that of somebody you know in the media. But that's how you and I, you know, that's how we we kind of wear different hats. But I, I wanted to bring you on today simply because uh, you you do have a podcast that reaches a lot of people. With the covering southern miss at the same token man you're super fan i mean you're you're always at sporting events people love tailgating with you you love this university and, and i guess today what i wanted to, to hear from you and want our audience to hear from you as put, put your fan hat on for a minute what are you looking to hear this afternoon from rodney bennett jeremy mcclain keith gill uh about southern miss and the Sun Belt? what's kind of the big things you you want answered today at this press conference I don't know if there's any answers that I'm looking for. Number one, it's great to hear from a conference commissioner of any sort, right? Uh, you know, I don't remember the last time that, that we heard from the Conference USA uh, office at all. Outside of that email that went out asking all of the fans to, to please be nice on social media or whatever that was. So I guess it's just going to be exciting to to, to be there. Um I already know a lot of the things that I want to hear. You know, I know that we're going to have more regional rivalries. I know that teams like Louisiana Lafayette, which they love being called that, by the way. 
But I love that, that they're going to be coming to the Pete for a three-game set um, year in and year out. I love that Coastal Carolina is going to make their way over um, just on the, on, on the heels of winning a national title in baseball. Um, I love that we can make drives to, to places like, um, like Mobile. And, heck, and it, how long have we been wanting to have a three-game set with the Jaguars down there in South Alabama in baseball? And I'm talking a lot about baseball, but um, even though it's football season right now, this is shaping up to, to be one heck of a baseball league. Um, it's it's almost like with those three teams that I mentioned, it's almost like like having Rice come in three different times, right? So that's going to be fun, and they'll actually bring some people with them. So that's going to be fun too. But I don't know if I'm actually I don't know if I'm looking for anything in particular for them to say. But uh, if they could tell us that we didn't have to wait till 2023, that would be great. I'm ready to turn that page right now. I, I am too, and. You mentioned, you know, about baseball, and it seems as if, you know, this this new league that Southern Miss joins, it, I think immediately it becomes, you know, a three bid NCAA or, or maybe even a four baseball tournament. I think other than, I think there's an argument to be made every other year, it's just as strong as the ACC, and you know, only behind the Pac-12 and, and the SEC in baseball. But let's talk football, I, I guess, because as you mentioned it, um, exciting for Southern Miss now to have within four hours, four conference opponents. So Troy, four, four and a half hours. South Al, uh, an hour and a half. Uh, Lafayette, probably three and a half, maybe a tad longer. Uh, Monroe's in the three to three and a half hour range. I mean, that's just huge on paper. And those are like people you'll play every single year as West opponents. Right. And, you know, like-minded institutions. Uh, I like to use that phrase just because from a, from a town standpoint, from a I feel like a fan perspective standpoint, you know, I feel like those, those, those teams kind of fit us. Uh, and quite honestly, teams like UT, San Antonio, um, FAU, FIU, whatever acronym you want to put in there at this point, none of those teams fit us. Nobody's driving to UTEP to go watch a game, I don't think. Did you ever go to UTEP as a fan to go watch a game? No. And, you, and even though I have not been to Marshall yet, I feel like Marshall does fit that footprint. I know they haven't announced yet. I think that's coming before we know it. Um, but, yeah, the, the, the schools that you mentioned, it's going to be great. I mean, that, that, that's the biggest thing that, that I have been envious of with our, uh, our, our brethren within the state um, in the Southeastern Conference is that every week they can drive to Auburn. They can drive to Tennessee. They can drive to Vandy. They can obviously drive back and forth to each other. Arkansas is in there. Alabama's in there. It's just you know, I, I've been super envious of that, and uh, and it, I think it's I think it's shown. Follow up question to that: With them being so close, will recruiting be harder? Will it be easier? Will it be the same? Does it present the same challenge now that you've got a team in your conference in Mobile? Kind of the rest of North Alabama, Central Alabama's there, but you got North Louisiana, South Louisiana. Back in the day, we had to compete, you know, against Tulane in New Orleans. But I mean, how does that? How does this affect recruiting? Do you think? I think that at the end of the day, not the still hops line, but at the end of the day, you just want to have a good recruiter in place, and I think we got the best. Right, uh, being right down the road, you can use that as an advantage or a disadvantage, depending on you know who's sitting in that living room across from the recruit, um, but. If I was going to put my money on somebody coming away with that recruit, you know, I got my money on um, on Coach Will Hall for sure. I, I like it. Totally agree with that. All right. 
Um, Old Dominion coming over. Uh, of course, baseball's been on the rise. Uh, we, we've heard several people from outside Southern Miss land say Old Dominion will immediately in basketball compete, you know, towards the top of the league. But it was almost as if the Sun Belt kind of wanted to put the finishing move on Conference USA, so they snatched uh, another member, which put Conference USA to five. Now you're looking at all these FCS schools possibly, you know, possibly coming in. What's kind of been to the tops, uh, to the top talks take on, you know, what's going to happen to Conference USA? Cares, you know, <laughs> it's um, it's it, it's a league that I felt like you know we gave it our all for what twenty five years, and um, and at the end of it, I really don't know if Conference USA valued Southern Miss being in, in a, a league member at all, and 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 all signs point to the Sun Belt really wanting us to be a member. So I don't care, uh, you know. I, I do feel bad kind of for teams like Louisiana Tech. I enjoy going over there. Um, didn't enjoy a lot of their fans, but that just kind of comes with it. But it's one of the games that we could drive to and was a like-minded university uh, like Southern Miss, uh, in my opinion. But I am. Um, Go ahead. Yeah, well, you mentioned the Old Dominion thing. That's kind of a, a weird ad. Uh, but if you look at it, uh, w- when you space out the conference on paper, if you're just to, to sit it out on a map, it makes the east side and the west side great. You know, all those schools can kind of drive to each other. All of our schools will be able to drive to each other and then, and, you know, play them at the end. And if you wanted to make the trip, it's not that far. But, but yeah, I thought the Old Dominion was – you might be right. It might have been a jab at Conference USA just trying to put them out of their misery. Um, or it could have been just to even it out to 14 and have a true east side and west side. About 30 seconds left. I asked Andrew Abadie this. I'll ask this to you. Going forward, once 2023 happens, would you like for Southern Miss to schedule non-conference you know, Louisiana Tech, UAB, maybe some old CUSA foes? Sure. I think, the, you know, since the last realignment, uh, we all would have loved to have continued to play Memphis. Uh, I know we've played Tulane a couple times, but, uh, you know, there's nothing against those guys, uh, and they are regional opponents. I have no uh, ambition of ever playing FAU or UTEP ever again, but, but those other guys, sure. Yeah, I was I, I was not referring to, to those guys. And probably Western Kentucky will avoid them so that – our players won't get in fights with – or their fans won't start fights with our players. But anyway, Jason – Their helmets are way too shiny. That's right. That's exactly right. Jason, thanks for your time, man. Appreciate you jumping on today. Thanks. It's Jason Bailey, super fan for Southern Miss and co-host of To The Top Talk. You can find them on social media lots of other places. Appreciate Bump Bailey's time today. Hey, we're going to take a, a break here from our sponsors. We're going to come back with former Southern Miss quarterback – Lee Roberts as we look forward to uh, this week's game against Middle Tennessee. Number five with us after the break. Don't go anywhere. Eagle Hour continues. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Third segment brought to you by 4th Street. If you missed last night, Monday Night Football, Saints won, by the way, 13 to 10. They served corn dogs. And if you miss corn dogs, you can get it tonight because the Braves are in the World Series for the first time in 22 years. And they're going to have corn dogs tonight. They did have hamburger steak, glazed carrots, mashed potatoes, a toast, and a sweet tea or soft drink for lunch. And that was only eight ninety five. That happens every day. 
But if you want corn dogs in the World Series, 4th Street tonight. 4th Street, proud sponsor of the Eagle Hour. It's Tuesday, and uh, so we get to have with us, it's, it's just friends all the way around. M- my buddies on today. Lee Roberts is on now, and so one of the best quarterbacks in Southern Miss history. And Lee, just, just let me, just, just let me flatter you. I mean, your last name's not Favre, your last name's not Collier, your last name's not Davis or Mullins, but it's Roberts. And so people know that you're one of the best ever. I mean, do you ever, do you ever think of yourself in that, that kind of company? It's pretty, pretty humbling, isn't it? No, it, it, it really is. I mean, I was fortunate to have some really good years there at Southern Miss and, uh, some some teams that won two championships and some players that were outstanding went on to the NFL and I was just grateful to be a part of it. So it was uh, some fun times for sure. But yeah, very uh, very cool to be mentioned in the same sentence with those guys' names for sure. Because they are Southern Miss greats. Somewhere Dustin Almonds just got his hands up. Come on, bro, put me in there too. Anyway, we love you, Dustin. All right, Southern Miss heads to Middle Tennessee uh, this weekend. And Lee, you look at their record and you think about what they've done uh, so far. Stockstill's been there forever. I've called this team, I think, the Fighting Stockstills. Uh, they, they lost to Virginia Tech when Tech was playing better. They lost to a ranked UTSA team by 14. They lost uh, by three to Charlotte. Then they beat Marshall by two touchdowns, lost to Liberty, and uh, then just blew out UConn. Um, and so when I'm looking at this team, I'm saying this is probably a better Middle Tennessee team than has been, you know, over the past several years. And this is a game on the road. Eagles are double-digit underdogs. What What's the approach this week, I guess, coming off the bye week? It's almost like a mental reset. Is that a safe way to say it? No, I think you're – I think it's definitely uh, fair to say. I mean, this, this is a Middle Tennessee team that, that's playing much better. Obviously, they're, they're well-coached. They, you know, have got success there. Uh, I think defensively they've played really well, especially the last couple of weeks with some takeaways. And, you know, anytime you go on the road, it's going to be a, a tough environment. I don't care who you're, who you're playing. But, you know, fortunately coming off a, a bye week, players able to get their, get their legs, get a chance to get their legs back underneath them, hopefully getting some guys back well that may have been banged up and injured a little bit. So hopefully we'll be pretty healthy. But, yeah, I mean, it's a, this is a game where Southern Miss has got to go play and, you really can't worry about those things as far as being an underdog and being on the road and um, worrying about who they've beat and who they've uh, gotten beat by. I mean, it's just, you know, we know what kind of team we have. Obviously, we haven't put together the kind of season or really a full game yet. But, you know, I truly expect by the end of this year, you know, we have four, five games remaining. You know, I, I think we're going to see a pretty good Southern Miss team at some point in one of those games. And, you know, hopefully our fans will be, begin to say, hey, there's a sign of something good to come here for Southern Miss, and I think it will be just the beginning. Am am I too silver lining, Mr. Positive, glass half full, when I've kind of looked over the course of this season and how difficult it has been to to move the football? I mean, Eagles right now right at 258 a game, total yards of offense. But in more games than not, it has been two or three plays at the absolute worst possible moment that has really dictated how the game finished. I mean, am I crazy to think that? No, I mean, if you look at, you know, the course of especially the last couple of weeks, you know, there's an interception that's thrown that, that kills the drive because the ball's thrown a little late. There's a, a sack taken, you know, that, that puts us in a third and 20 something situation that's tough to overcome 
there's a goal line situation where we can't punch it in. You know, so there's multiple things that happens throughout the course of a game that you could go back and say, what if we could have done this or we could have done that? But in, in our situation, I mean, those were game-changing scenarios. And if you could take those back and improve on half of them, you know, we have more than one win on the year. And so that, that is promising to say. But obviously we're, we're sitting here with just one win, six losses. And, yeah, you just scratch your head thinking, you know, what else do we have to do? But, um, but no, I, mean, I think those are some positives, and I think that's what Coach Will Hall will continue to, you know, stress, and, and, and these guys will have to build upon. I say that because, you know, people start saying, well, you know, Hall's just given us coach speak the last three games. And, and I think, as, you know, he, he watches more tape than anybody, and I think really he is being honest when he's saying it's we're, we're not there, we know we're not there, but we're a little closer than what people think. So that's, that's why I asked that question. All right, so you, you get the bye week. you got five games left, Middle Tennessee on the road, North Texas uh, at home, the two tough ones, UTSA, Louisiana Tech at, at, uh, on the road, and then FIU. I mean, I think Eagles you know, have a good chance to win two of those. Uh, if they can, can move the football a little better, let, let's move to your specialty, the quarterback position. Uh, it's obvious that you, it's hard to win with a starting quarterback. It's hard to win with a backup quarterback, but Eagles found themselves in the, in the, uh, last week with, with their fifth quarterback in of the season with T. Webb. Chandler Pittman's done for the year. It, you just can't belabor it enough, Lee. Just how, after every guy that comes in, the playbook shrinks just a little more. You know, it, it is. I mean, and, and you mentioned, you know, Chandler Pittman. You know, there's a guy that took some, you know, opportunities at quarterback. He was a high school guy that, you know, really could have done a lot of great things offensively for us, and I felt like he was kind of moving in that direction. Then, obviously, uh, Ty Keys and Trey Lowe, and them with injuries as well. And so, I mean, how many times can you say you've got a quarterback, uh, you know, two out of the three that are out for the season, one's out indefinitely? You know, so you're sitting here with your four and five guys, one being the starter from, you know, your scout team. I know we've talked about this before, and, it's just kind of kind of what it is. I mean, but but Jake Lang, we've seen him stand in the pocket, and when he has time, he can do a lot of great things. And when he the pocket collapses, things go south for the Golden Eagle offense. And you know, we just have to protect him. And I think that's probably one of the biggest areas that we've tried to focus on in you know the last week and a half, two weeks. You know, as we're preparing for Middle Tennessee, is hey, how can we protect our quarterback? What do we have to do? Um, and that's just you know, he, he, he's not going to be a guy that's going to move around the pocket a whole lot and hurt you outside the pocket. But if he can stand in there, he's he's a pretty accurate passer, especially up underneath. But, yeah, I mean, just a, a wild scenario, wild story here for the Golden Eagles talking about the quarterback situation. And, uh, you know, I've just I've never seen or ex- experienced anything like it. Visiting with Lee Roberts, former Southern Miss quarterback, color analyst for the Southern Miss uh, broadcast for football. Uh Depth chart listed yesterday. Of course, that always changes midweek for for Will Hall, but really no change up front with the offensive line. Gainer at left tackle, Scott at left guard, Cooker right at center, Bolding at right guard, and Cleve Washington at at right tackle. Really nobody else really uh, moving around. Lang is listed this week as the starting quarterback. Do you expect to see him take the first snaps? You know, I think so. I mean, I'm not sure what his status is, but, you know, I I think I heard him say that he could have played – in that last game, they just were trying to be a little more cautious and, you know, give T-Webb an opportunity to, to take some snaps. And you know, regardless of who it is, whether it's Jake Lang or T-Webb, uh, those guys have got to be ready. And, 
you know, again, they've had an extra week for preparation to kind of get their mind right. You know, that quarterback position, I mean, it's it's not a position you can just show up and play. I mean, there's a lot of preparation that goes in it. And then, obviously, on game day, things change as, you know, as guys are coming at you, things change. It's, you know, it's, a, it's a mental game. It's a physical game at that position. And, uh, you know, I know that's one thing they've tried to do is get those guys ready. So, I do fully expect Jake Lane to be available, but, again, not 100%. Defensively, uh, Avery Hobbes is listed number one at the defensive end position, and I guess with that you kind of free up a linebacking position and uh, Maples at the Mike Swayze or Latham at the uh, the wheel linebacker. Uh, Cameron Harrell listed at star. Josh Carr listed as kind of that versatile outside linebacker too. I mean, interesting moving Hobbes down. He, he kind of played not a true DN last year, but he was more of the uh, you know the hybrid backer um, slash DN, but he's listed as the starting defensive end this week. Yeah, he was kind of in that position where Josh Carr plays, and, um, you know, just due to some injuries, they they moved him inside, and, you know, just an unselfish player for sure. I mean, a guy that possibly could have been starting at that jack end where uh, Josh Carr plays, which is kind of that hybrid linebacker. You know, instead they move him inside, he gets a lot of good reps. And I mean, Avery Hobbes is just a guy that can move around the field, a very vocal leader, guy that knows the defense. Coach Armstrong trusts him. You know, and he knew once he was able to get Swayze Bozeman back that he would probably move him back out as an outside back or a defensive end type player, and that's exactly what's what's happening here. And so I think the pieces are starting to kind of fall in place the way Coach Armstrong was really wanting this defense to be. And, you know, just, uh, just shows you there, moving him back out, just – kind of puts him back in his element. Lee, man, we appreciate your time. And uh, as you get studied up this week, and y'all have a safe trip to Murfreesboro. We'll be listening Saturday. All right, buddy. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate what you do. Thanks, Lee. Lee Roberts, color analyst for the Southern Miss radio broadcast next to John Cox, one of the best to ever suit up at the quarterback position for Southern Miss. We'll step aside and finish up the Eagle Hour on this Tuesday right after this. To the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. On this Tuesday, brought to you by DBAT and D1 Training, Hardy Street in Hattiesburg, softball pitching machines, baseball pitching machines, 70-yard indoor running facility, weights, instruction, pro store with Easton and Rawlings and everything you need. It's all at DBAT and D1 in Hattiesburg. Luke Johnson in the First Bank Studios in Laurel. Will Tony producing for us in Hattiesburg. Kelly on a late flight back, but he's going to be back in time for uh, the press conference coming up at 3.30 today. Kelly will be there in person. I'll be on the Zoom call here in uh, Jones County, uh, but excited to hear Dr. Rodney Bennett, Jeremy McLean, and Sunbelt Commissioner Keith Gill all talk about um, the process of Southern Miss uh, coming into the Sun Belt, Southern Miss uh, will 
the announcement to join will be today. Still waiting throughout the week, maybe even the next week, about whether when Marshall, James Madison, and Old Dominion will make um, that uh, process as well. UT Arlington, Little Rock moving out of the Sun Belt, uh, but moving into the Sun Belt, Southern Miss, and uh, Old Dominion, and James Madison and Marshall, they will be joining Texas State, Arkansas State, Louisiana Monroe, University of Louisiana at Lafayette, South Alabama, Troy, Georgia Southern, Georgia State, Coastal Carolina, and Appalachian State in the Sunbelt Conference. couple news and notes uh, from around Southern Miss Athletics. Golf up in Chattanooga, when they started uh, the day today, they were in fourth place at the Battle at Black Creek, hosted by Chattanooga. 18 teams there. Golden Eagles right now in the middle of the third round, sitting in sixth place. They've shot five overall as a team. I'm sorry, today they've shot five over and uh, right now one under as a team. Two Golden Eagles inside the top 12. So uh, maybe Eagles can uh, make a final run here, maybe try to get in the top five finish. They are ranked in the 60s nationally, which is a big deal for golf uh Golf teams and golf programs. So Coach Brescher's guys playing really well um, this uh, this fall, and exciting to see golf uh, do so well. This is their final uh, tournament of the fall, and uh, then they'll kick back up in February. So golf up in Chattanooga, closing out the fall schedule. Women's soccer uh, senior Alice Campos, who is originally from Brazil, she's been named the Conference USA Offensive Player of the week named today she scored the two goals uh, last week uh, as southern miss beat utep down in el paso two to nothing golden eagles on the season of course leading now the west division they're four one and two overall in the conference they're eight three and two uh, overall in the season last home game of the season we're going to be talking about it all week last regular season game uh, of the season this coming thursday at 3 p.m at the soccer complex in Hattiesburg. So Southern Miss looking to clinch the West this coming Saturday. Saints won last night. They defeated uh, Seattle, and it, it was really a riot. We, we, uh, we I watched uh, specifically the second half. We were at the fair the, the first half. Uh, but the Saints won, and Peyton and Eli were a riot. Eli was wearing, uh, Pey- uh, I mean, sorry, Peyton was wearing Eli's old jersey, and Drew Brees was on, Tom Brady was on, Marshawn Lynch was on, Sue Bird was on. It was pretty wild. But but James Winston, 19 of 35, 222 yards and a touchdown. Kamara runs for 51 yards and then has 10 re- receptions for 128 yards. Saints improved to 4-2 and two on the year, 3-1 and one, uh, on the road. Anyway, Major League Baseball tonight, World Series starts. Braves. At the Astros, both teams pretty pretty amazing. Neither one of them won, have have won a hundred games. Uh, Astros ninety five wins on the season. Braves eighty eight wins. That starts tonight at seven oh nine. Remember Fourth Street serving corn dogs tonight. Uh, if you want to go watch the World Series, there. Will Tony producing for us in uh, Hattiesburg today? And I, I guess I should have said this earlier. This is your Eagle Hour debut. Will, how's it been this hour? Uh, as far as not being on a remote and being debut, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, man, this is like taking candy from a baby. It's so easy to run in here. <laughs> what I'm, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is it's the first time that, that, uh, you're pushing all the buttons yeah. on solo. Yeah. And it's not that hard. It's really not. I mean, you know, it's, I, I click one button and then turn on channels. That's all I do. <laughs> the, the hardest part is listening, and thankfully, you'll you'll know as you continue to produce for us. You will understand when 
when Kelly and, and and I or when when Bob and I are together, it's painful. But when all three of us, it's the the worst part of the Eagle Hour is having to listen through uh, our senseless nonsense for an, an hour. So well, uh, you see, I've got a history with you. I've got a history with Kelly, and I've learned to deal with both of y'all pretty well. And Kelly, you just about tune him out half the time. That's right. Um, but you know, I, I, I'm I'm interested in working closer with Bob. I think that's going to be a lot more fun. I uh yeah with with Sander you just tune it out I, I make sense half the time I I won't say anything you know that raises people's eyebrows I think sometimes I can just be so monotonous or repetitive that people just like shut up Johnson get to it anyway sure appreciate you um, producing for us today all right coming up uh, in uh, an hour and a half hour and thirty two minutes will be a press conference in the Trent Lot Center on the University of Southern Mississippi's campus. Public, don't come to that. You come at 4.30. Fan reception. That's right. Uh, but we'll be asking those questions, and it was good to talk to Abadie and, and Jason Bailey and Lee Roberts today. And, you know, some of those questions that you guys are wondering about, it will be asked at the press conference. be interested to see how Dr. Bennett and uh, Jeremy McLean and, uh, and Keith Gill answer those questions. Working to get Jeremy McLean on the Eagle Hour. Hopefully we'll have him on later in the week. Santa is on the way back. He'll be joining me tomorrow for all of us thank you for joining us today we'll catch you tomorrow same time and as always southern miss to the top Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.